Chapter Seven of the Red House Mystery by A. A. Milne. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven: Portrait of a Gentleman. They walked in silence for a little until they had left the house and gardens well behind them. In front of them and to the right, the park dipped and then rose slowly, shutting out the rest of the world. A thick belt of trees on the left divided them from the main road. "'Ever been here before?' said Antony suddenly. "'Oh, rather, dozens of times. I meant just here, where we are now. Or do you stay indoors and play billiards all the time?' "'Oh, Lord, no. Well, tennis and things. So many people with beautiful parks never by any chance use them.' and all the poor devils passing by on the dusty road think how lucky the owners are to have them and imagine them doing all sorts of jolly things inside he pointed to the right ever been over there bill laughed as if a little ashamed well not very much i've often been along of course because it's the short way to the village yes all right now tell me something about mark what sort of things well never mind about his being your host or about your being a perfect gentleman or anything like that cut out the manners for men and tell me what you think of mark and how you like staying with him and how many rows your little house party has had this week and how you get on with cayley and all the rest of it bill looked at him eagerly i say are you being the complete detective well i wanted a new profession smiled the other what fun i mean he corrected himself apologetically one oughtn't to say that when there's a man dead in the house and one's host he broke off a little uncertainly and then rounded off his period by saying again by jove what a rum show it is good lord well said antony carry on mark what do i think of him yes bill was silent wondering how to put into words thoughts which had never forced themselves very definitely in his own mind what did he think of mark seeing his hesitation antony said i ought to have warned you that nothing that you say will be taken down by the reporters so you needn't bother about a split infinitive or two talk about anything you like how you like well i'll give you a start which do you enjoy more a weekend here or at the barringtons say well of course that would depend take it that she was there in both cases ass said bill putting an elbow into antony's ribs it's a little difficult to say he went on of course they do you awfully well here yes i don't think i know any house where things are so comfortable one's room the food drinks cigars the way everything's arranged all that sort of thing they look after you awfully well yes yes of course it's a delightful house and there's plenty to do and opportunities for every game or sport that's ever been invented and as i say one gets awfully well done but with it all tony there's a faint sort of feeling that well 
that one is on parade, as it were. You've got to do what you're told. How do you mean? Well, Mark fancies himself rather at arranging things. He arranges things, and it's understood that the guests fall in with the arrangement. For instance, Betty, Miss Calladine, and I were going to play a single just before tea the other day, tennis. She's frightfully hot stuff at tennis, and backed herself to take me on level. I'm rather erratic, you know. Mark saw us go out with our rackets and asked us what we were going to do. Well, he'd got up a little tournament for us after tea, handicaps all arranged by him, and everything ruled out neatly in red and black ink, prizes and all, quite decent ones, you know. He'd had the lawn specially cut and marked for it. Well, of course, Betty and I wouldn't have spoiled the court, and we'd have been quite ready to play again after tea. I had to give her half fifteen, according to his handicap, but somehow... Bill stopped and shrugged his shoulders. It didn't quite fit in? No, it spoilt the effect of his tournament, took the edge off it just a little, so we didn't play. He laughed and added, It would have been as much as our place was worth to have played. Do you mean that you wouldn't have been asked here again? Probably. Well, I don't know. Not for some time, anyhow. Really, Bill? Oh, rather, he's a devil for taking offense. That Miss Norris, did you see her? She's done for herself. I don't mind betting what you like that she never comes here again. Why? Bill laughed to himself. We, we were all in it, really, at least Betty and I were. There's supposed to be a ghost attached to the house. Lady Anne Patton. Ever heard of her? Never. Mark told us about her at dinner one night. He rather liked the idea of there being a ghost in his house, you know, except that he doesn't believe in ghosts. I think he wanted all of us to believe in her, and yet he was annoyed with Betty and Miss Calladine for believing in ghosts at all. Rum chap. Well, anyhow, Miss Norris, she's an actress, some actress too, dressed up as a ghost and played the fool a bit, and poor Mark was frightened out of his life, just for a moment, you know. What about the others? Well, Betty and I knew, in fact, I had told her, Miss Norris, I mean, not to be a silly ass, knowing Mark. Mrs. Calladine wasn't there. Betty wouldn't let her be. As for the Major, I don't believe anything would frighten him. Well, where did the ghost appear? Down by the bowling green. That's supposed to be its haunt. We were all down there in the moonlight, pretending to wait for it. Do you know the bowling green? No. I'll show it to you after dinner. I wish you would. Was Mark very angry afterwards? Oh, Lord, yes. Sulked for a whole day. Well, he's just like that. Was he angry with all of you? Oh, yes. Sulky, you know. This morning? Oh, no. He got over it. He generally does. He's just like a child. That's really it, Tony. He's like a child in some ways. As a matter of fact, he was unusually bucked with himself this morning and yesterday. Yesterday? Rather. 
we all said we'd never seen him in such form is he generally in form he's quite good company you know if you take him the right way he's rather vain and childish well like i've been telling you and self-important but quite amusing in his way and bill broke off suddenly i say you know it really is the limit talking about your host like this don't think of him as your host think of him as a suspected murderer with a warrant out against him oh but that's all rot you know it's the fact bill yes but i mean he didn't do it he wouldn't murder anybody it's a funny thing to say but well he's not big enough for it he's got his faults like all of us but they aren't on that scale one can kill anybody in a childish fit of temper bill grunted assent but without prejudice to mark all the same he said i can't believe it that he would do it deliberately i mean suppose it was an accident as cayley says would he lose his head and run away bill considered for a moment yes i really think he might you know he nearly ran away when he saw the ghost of course that's different rather oh i don't know in each case it's a question of obeying your instinct instead of your reason they had left the open land and were following a path through the bordering trees two abreast was uncomfortable so antony dropped behind and further conversation was postponed until they were outside the boundary fence and in the high road the road sloped gently down to the village of woodham a few red-roofed cottages and the grey tower of a church showing above the green well now said antony as they stepped out more quickly what about cayley how do you mean what about him i want to see him i can see mark perfectly thanks to you bill you were wonderful now let's have cayley's character cayley from within bill laughed in a pleased embarrassment and protested that he was not a blooming novelist besides he added mark's easy cayley's one of these heavy quiet people who might be thinking about anything mark gives himself away ugly black-jawed devil isn't he some women like that type of ugliness yes that's true between ourselves i think there's one girl here who does rather a pretty girl at jallens he waved his left hand down that way what's jallens well i suppose it used to be a farm uh, belonging to a bloke called jalland but now it's a country cottage belonging to a widow called norbury mark and cayley used to go there a good deal together miss norbury the girl has been here once or twice for tennis seemed to prefer cayley to the rest of us but of course he hadn't much time for that sort of thing what sort of thing walking about with the pretty girl and asking her if she's been to any theatres lately he nearly always had something to do mark kept him busy yes mark never seemed quite happy unless he had cayley doing something for him he was quite lost and helpless without him and funnily enough cayley seemed lost without mark he was fond of him yes i should say so in a protective kind of way 
he'd sized mark up of course his vanity his self-importance his amateurishness and all the rest of it but he liked looking after him and he knew how to manage him yes what sort of terms was he on with the guests you and miss norris and all of them just polite and rather silent you know keeping himself to himself we didn't see so very much of him except at meals we were here to enjoy ourselves and well he wasn't he wasn't there when the ghost walked no i heard mark calling for him when he went back to the house i expect cayley stroked down his feathers a bit and told him that girls will be girls hello here we are they went into the inn and while bill made himself pleasant to the landlady antony went upstairs to his room it appeared that he had not very much packing to do after all he returned his brushes to his bag glanced round to see that nothing else had been taken out and went down again to settle his bill he had decided to keep on his room for a few days partly to save the landlord and his wife the disappointment of losing a guest so suddenly partly in case he found it undesirable later on to remain at the red house for he was taking himself seriously as a detective indeed he took himself seriously while getting all the fun out of it which was possible at every new profession he adopted and he felt that there might come a time after the inquest say when he could not decently remain at the red house as a guest a friend of bill's enjoying the hospitality of mark or cayley whichever was to be regarded as his host without forfeiting his independent attitude towards the events of that afternoon at present he was staying in the house merely as a necessary witness and since he was there cayley could not object to him using his eyes but if after the inquest it appeared that there was still work for a pair of independent and very keen eyes to do then he must investigate either with his host's approval or from beneath the roof of some other host the landlord of the george for instance who had no feelings in the matter for of one thing antony was certain cayley knew more than he professed to know that is to say he knew more than he wanted other people to know he knew antony was one of the other people if therefore he was for trying to find out what it was that cayley knew he could hardly expect cayley's approval of his labours it would be the george then for antony after the inquest what was the truth not necessarily discreditable to cayley even though he were hiding something all that could be said against him at the moment was that he had gone the longest way round to get into the locked office and that this did not fit in with what he had told the inspector but it did fit in with the theory that he had been an accessory after the event and that he wanted while appearing to be in a hurry to give his cousin as much time as possible in which to escape that might not be the true solution but it was at least a workable one the theory which he had suggested to the inspector was not however there would be a day or two before the inquest in which antony could consider all these matters from within the red house the car was at the door 
He got in with Bill. The landlord put his bag on the front seat next to the chauffeur, and they drove back. End of chapter 7